0: Hey, everyone. Alec Levin here, co-founder of Steadfast Beta and your host for the Steadfast Cast. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by Julian Smith, the co-founder and CEO of Breather, who's going to talk with us all about the UX of physical spaces and how they built an incredible startup that's growing like crazy and that their users truly love. Listen in. Julian, thank you so much for joining us on the Steadfast Cast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So... Uh, I came across Breather, actually, a couple of years ago when uh, my former boss was telling me about this amazing product that he used when he was in New York to find a desk and get some work done. And a couple of years later now, it looks like you finally launched in Toronto, and I'm super excited. Can you tell me a bit about what Breather is and where did this idea come from? This is like a super interesting, innovative mm-hmm. idea I never could have thought of in a million years.
1: Yeah, it's it, it really required a specific uh, a specific insight at a specific time. Uh, So the, the, the way the breather was sort of thought up is that, well, I I had just written three business books in about five years. And so when you write books, uh, and, and people buy them, then they tend to fly you places, you know, to do talks or whatever. So I was doing a lot of talks in all kinds of cities all over the place. And fundamentally I would find myself like just, I, I, you know, I remember being in Japan at one point in the South of Japan and, uh, and I was like, I, I would end up going to Starbucks, like, cause that was like the, that was like the place that you went to, to sit down or whatever, you know? And no matter what happened, Starbucks became this like really stable, trusted place that I think everyone all over the world goes to everywhere. They, sometimes they might have a local coffee shop, you know, but at the core, that was the only place that you could ever go to. So at the time I was thinking, oh, this is really interesting, like, like as you travel, You know, you get this experience of hotels and and this experience of hotels is really particular and and really great because it's private. So you really feel like it's yours. That sense of ownership is really important. And I was like, that's really interesting. I wonder if you, space is becoming, you know, harder to get in cities. It's getting more expensive. Cities are getting denser and louder. I feel like there's something here. So like, we just created it. We started it in Montreal, which, you know, if you're Canadian is, well, you know, I mean, the other, one of the others in Canada and (laughs) Canada. And so from there, uh, you know, it just began taking off. And then we knew we were onto something right away. That, so that's
0: amazing. One thing that's been really interesting for me is initially I thought it was just a place to work, to get work done um, when you were traveling. But it seems that it's evolved and it's, it's something much bigger than that. And I feel like it sort of ties in with the name Breather. There, there's something there. Is, am I, is, is that sort of right? Um, that it's, it's more than just a place to do a few hours of work? It's like yeah, an I mean, escape in, in, almost. Most
1: people definitely use it for work purposes or for meeting purposes most commonly, right? Uh, but the reality is, is that it's just space. And the reason that people gather is they gather for all kinds of reasons. So, you know, on the weekend, you have like church groups and and so on that, that get together. And uh, in the evening, you have like, you know, people that do it, that, that get into use for spaces for condo meetings. And And during the week, you end up with more business meetings. So the reality is, is it's really just a place to go. You know and commercial space is very vast you know there's a really really strict reason residential space is a really strict reason why you would want residential space uh, and you would want to book it it's so that you can sleep somewhere you know uh, but for daytime usage there's an enormous amount of use cases so so breather really just tries to enable all of those use cases at the same time
0: and and did you think about all these use cases when you were just getting started or was this really just about trying to find a desk to get a few hours of work done, and it evolved into something much bigger.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I had, I had watched the evolution of all of these platforms online, right? So I had watched the evolution of Twitter. I'd watched the evolution of, you know, the evolution of podcasting when it first started about ten years ago. Evolution of Facebook, like all of these things, and I'd watch platforms like live and die. And one of the core things that I that I noticed is that it um, platforms that succeeded would just sort of create. They, they, you know, the people that created the service would just create the service, and then it would take off for like a completely different reason than they anticipated. And so, uh, in actuality, I did not start it for work. I just started to go somewhere else than coffee shops, and just turns out that what what took off early on is like, you know, photographers use it all the time, for example. So you've been in this at least one of the spaces, so you know that the spaces are super nice, and uh, and like you know there's this set of demographics depending on the on the city that take off so you know when we launched in LA this month which we did like it takes off probably with actors and and when it uh, takes off in Washington DC you can imagine like a <laughs> or whatever the hell happens there you know so uh so so it, it was it was deliberately open and that is one of the reasons why we've been able to do well i think
0: that's that's amazing so one of the really interesting aspects of Breather is you have, um, there, there's plenty of startups that have both digital and sort of hardware components to what they do. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously iterating on hardware is, is pretty difficult compared to iterating on software. Iterating on space and trying to get the user experience right of a, of a room uh, must be quite a challenge. How did you guys you know, get user feedback and figure out what the right environment was to, to build when people come in and how do you tie that in with the digital experience of booking spaces and, uh, and handling all that on, on the sort of tech end?
1: Yeah, so we, we have a team that focuses on each side, right? So there's a team of people that focus on the physical space and what the physical space feels and, uh, and looks like and how uh, useful and functional it is. And then we have a team of people that also work on the digital experience and they ensure that the friction remains as low as possible to get into the space. Uh, so so it really is something where uh, it's just that our standard I think was higher from the beginning like i i had seen other competing services if you're going kind to of go out there you can see like what other services there are there's not like a huge number of them and uh and, and almost all of them were like using existing spaces and existing spaces the reason they they tend to be empty is cuz they're awful you know <laughs> so like you don't really want to go there in the first place or if you've been like you don't want to go back <laughs> so so we knew that uh even though it would it would cost more as a business to to take off with spaces that mattered you know spaces that people liked uh that it would be worthwhile and it turned out to be very worthwhile and uh and so since then we've just we've always done that and and now that we've made like we've probably made like 200 spaces over time right and so internally, that means you know a team of small team of people have designed 200 more spaces, and uh, and so we've gotten really good at knowing what makes space great and what makes space functional and how to get people to come back.
0: So I mean th- that's such an interesting point because the one thing that stood out so much for me when I checked out your very first space in Toronto was how beautiful and and well thought and well designed the entire space was. It really. F- it felt like an interesting uh, mix between homey and, and ready for business, at least for me. Um, and, and that I've, I've rarely come across a place that, that evoked those emotions where I feel like I could both feel relaxed and comfortable and get so much done um, while I was in there. That, how did you, is there, one, is there one thing that you guys learned about spaces that maybe you didn't expect just from talking to users and said, oh, this has to be a core component? Of, mm-hmm. of what our spaces are going to be if we're going to be successful.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I think that we just had the right co-founders. So I was one of the co-founders. Uh, and then the other one, Katerina, uh, who still works with us today, uh, was really focused on the physical component of space. So, but the main thing is like, you know, I, had, I hadn't been in an office in 10 years when I started this company, right? Because I, I had been working at a coffee shops. I had written books. Before that, I was a professional podcaster out of my own home. Like I literally had not been in a business setting officially in close to a decade, and and one and I, I'm going to guess that because of that, there was this sort of presumption uh, of well, the space should be should feel good for me, you know, and and so there was no presumption of it should there should be a boardroom table or there should be like, you know, uh, you know the one of those starfish um, uh, speakerphone machines that they use in in. <laughs> executive conference settings or whatever like or, or a fax machine or whatever the hell else they do in that industry so we really just reinvented it and we reinvented it from a perspective of uh you know again like katerina my co-founder who's like space should feel amazing and cool and interesting and represent something and me going like i want it to be useful and cheap and easy to get into and well lit and you know nah, 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 and like this is just what we came up with
0: was there like a, a... A healthy friction between the two of you. Were, were those competing sets of criteria that that the room had to be, or was it? Did it just become one sort of group of characteristics that every every space had to have? Was there pushback from either side?
1: I mean, there's pushback in the sense that it's it's harder to make space this way from the beginning, and of course, you know that that when you have a network effect, the network effect is is super uh, valuable, and so you want that network effect early it turns out if you just go out and get like 5,000 crappy spaces, then it's a network effect of things people don't care about. Right. So it, 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 uh, it definitely is some friction at the beginning there. We started with lower number of spaces than anyone. We still today probably have lower spaces than anyone else yet. At the same time, we're the most funded We're the most talked about, uh, you know, we're probably growing the fastest, I guess, you know, things like that. So there's kind of a sense of, of, um, of having to, grow quickly in the long term by being slow at the beginning. And I think we just had to figure that out and uh, and do it our way.
0: So it, it, it feels like you guys had such a strong focus on the user experience at the beginning that that almost became a core competency that every time you go into a breather or you use breather, that you are going to walk away with a big smile on your face from that experience.
1: Yes. And, and you use, that's right. And if you used one space, you will know what every other space feels like. And so that gives you a sense of trust. That means that you don't like have to call us every time, that you don't have to like visit the space before you bring a client there, uh, that you know gives you all this sense of like, oh, it's a unified experience. And so you can go to any one of them at any time.
0: And when you guys were adding spaces carefully and slowly and ensuring that that every aspect of, of that breather experience was going to be extremely high quality for all of your users. And you saw other companies out there adding, you know, maybe 10, 20, hundreds of spaces every couple months. How did that feel? I'm, I'm curious. Was that scary for you guys? Or did you know that, that you guys were taking the right approach and ultimately you were going to win?
1: Well, I mean, we, 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 had, we knew that we were attacking the problem in a way that we, the users, uh, wanted it to be solved. And uh, from the beginning, we I mean, you know, we we you know, we did NPS surveys, like we did all these things that like startups do to find out how people like the service and how they had heard about it. And then every little while, we would put like regular conference spaces on the platform to see what would happen, and and people would actively rebel. So, like, we would just be like, hey, you know, like these people, like our spaces, you know, our spaces were full. So we just knew if we could like, I, I guess I guess the lesson really is every market is different uh and so you have to attack your market in a way that you empathize with which fundamentally we did but then as well uh it it means that you have to you you just can't like copy someone else's thing and then just scale up really fast you really have to struggle through this initial thing of like but how is it going to work okay it works this way well how are we going to double the speed of it damn like i don't know how to do that you know (laughs) every little part of it is going to be a struggle on the way
0: up so you guys had this like very deep commitment to learning everything you could from your users. Was it like this first batch of initial hundred users or a thousand users, or, or how many did it take for you to to realize? Okay, we know exactly what folks want now.
1: Yeah, well, it just it's we would see uh, every email that came in, and they would tell us really clearly. Even today, we're we're still learning about the user base, right? But we're just doing it in a more precise way. Uh, and new segments emerge as time goes on. But like the core experience uh, luckily was around the practicality of the space, which is very pretty easy to measure if you if you use the space yourself and if you listen to people, and then how the space felt and and how often people told each other about it. So as long as those two things were sort of lining up, then we knew that we were doing things well.
0: That's awesome. So you guys just launched in Toronto. You said you also just launched in LA as well. Um, how many spaces do you guys have in Toronto? I know I've been to one. Is that the one that you guys have right now?
1: No, we have a few. They, they launch like, we have like one or two that launch every week or a couple of weeks. So we always begin with a really small network. And, uh, and we did that in New York. And that was about two years ago. And we had three spaces. I was very impressed with that at the time. And, and now I think we have 75. So so it's like, we're really, if you look at the map on, of New York, wow. it, we really carpeted, we really carpeted uh, Manhattan. You know, and even now, like, we continue to grow in Manhattan faster than anywhere. So we always begin with a small network and then just progressively grow it over time, uh, give people the experience, and spaces fill up really quickly. Toronto is growing super quickly right now. LA is growing really quickly. We also launched Chicago, and we're launching London and Washington, D.C. shortly. And so, like, we have, to have a lot of confidence in the way we do things.
0: That's amazing. So I, I just remember looking on Twitter and seeing, um, I can't remember, I think it was Well Simple's team trying out the new breather space in Toronto before you guys have launched and looking at that and saying that's something that I want and I'm very mm. jealous that they had early access to it. Um, <laughs> so I, knew, I had to make sure that I came to your launch event and mm. the space was just exquisite. The folks that you had in there were obviously some really bright creative folks. Is it really a space that's built for creative people or is this something that you're seeing you know, literally anybody finding strong use cases for?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the space is aspirational, right? And so regardless of of who is coming into the space, because you have to remember, we have multiple bookings per day. And so those bookings could be completely different from one hour to another. It might be an executive who's taking a last minute phone call because something happened on the other side of the country that he needs to get on the phone with and pre- prefer not to do that in the street. you know. And then <laughs> a couple hours later, uh, it might be a board meeting, or it could be you know, couples therapy, or it could be any number of other things like that. And so you you basically, like, you create kind of an aspirational aspect to the space so that the space really feels like you can get your best work done regardless of what that is. And that's kind of like what we focus on when we create spaces that way.
0: And so the how long does it take for you guys to get set up in a new city? Is it is it uh, a long process to scouting out your initial locations to understanding what's different about the market or are you guys able to move crazy fast because you've done it in now, I guess, six, seven, eight cities?
1: Yeah, we we do still we do still deliberately take our time, but what we deliberately take our time to do now is to find the right people. And so I would say that the reason that all our cities launched successfully now is because error because of errors that we've made in the past. And now that we've made them, we're like, oh yeah, okay. So we know what kind of person we need. We know what kind of real estate person we need. We know what kind of of growth person we need. So our team is, is like it's much more precise in terms of how they are going to be doing their jobs and what success looks like. So uh, the in our business, our core thing that we have to do is nail the thing at the very beginning. And if we do that, uh, cities begin to grow at a very rapid pace and then just never stop growing.
0: That's crazy. So, okay, talking to, there's lots of founders that are maybe starting out with with new ideas and trying to figure out how to make their users happy. Um, One thing that has been unbelievable about what you guys have done is you've taken a very difficult sort of uh, challenge in regards to user experience and delivered on it in an exceptionally elegant way Um, and Mm. in a way that I don't think anybody can walk away from using Breather saying that that was not a great experience. How how do you recommend for people starting out today to to go out and and build an ex- user experience that, that has that feeling for for their users or for whoever their customers are? Is there anything yeah. that was like an, a counterintuitive trick that you learned or something that you've that you learned or implemented that worked out really well that you didn't think would, would would necessarily work?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the core the core thing that's really needed is to feel the experience yourself. And so if you do not have the problem. There's a number of things that are going to occur along the way. Like one, you get demotivated because you actually don't care about this problem that much, but then that's down the road, even if you're successful. But at the very beginning, it's going to cause you to completely misunderstand what the needs are. And so uh, I'll give you an example of something that we did internally that was important for us Uh, early on. We did everything from the demand side because the demand is is what we were empathizing with as customers, right? And as, as, as business creators, we were like, There are lots of people out there; uh, they don't know where to go, essentially. And uh, we know what we think we know what they want. But then a few years into it, uh, we were like, we are now going to create a lot of space. Be like, let's see what the experience of the space creator is. And so I went out and I opened a space myself. And I opened that space. I did the same deal the way that everyone else would open the space with Breather as a partner of Breather, the same way that some someone would open their home uh, if they were an Airbnb employee or someone would drive a car if they were an Uber employee and feeling it from both sides allowed me to learn a a bunch of stuff that I would not know otherwise. So there's, there's a really core important thing, which is to feel the problem and every problem in the business. So like when we clean between bookings, it was us that did those, those cleans at the beginning. And that allowed us to really understand what the user was, what was needed for the service. And like every single thing that we needed to attack you know just recently our coo just went out and opened three rooms himself so he went out and like he had to you know unbox all the furniture and put it in the right spot and you know put the lock on the door and like all of these other things so we just do that up and down the chain as much as we need to
0: so you guys deliberately you know take uh for lack of a better term executive people on your team and mm-hmm. say, you know what, T- today we're going to be our users, or today we're going to do the mm-hmm. jobs of somebody opening a space or coming in with fresh eyes to keep everybody sort of with their fingers on the pulse of what it's like to be your customer or your partner or, or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something, we don't do it on a specific day, but we just, it's something that is really, really core to everything that we do. We will, we will market to customers and prospective customers better if we are them if we understand what their needs are if we will our product will be better if we uh, if we create uh, bookings regularly and we use the space regularly and then we understand what the friction points are right and so uh, all those things they remain true all the way up the graph like as you hopefully get that hockey stick graph you have to feel the new experiences and the old experiences it's a core part of your job as a founder
0: right. So, I, I mean, I, that makes all the sense in the world to me, and, and for me, I still make sure that I'm seeing all the, all the emails that we get in from our users, especially the ones where people are upset or really happy, and I learn a ton from that in a way that I couldn't uh, understand what people were, were, were thinking if I had just learned, you know, got a score back saying, in general, this is how happy people were with us this week. It's different <clears throat> to sort of hear the words and to, to read what people are saying and to go and actually have those conversations than than any sort of average score could tell you um so so tell uh, I, I would i've been uh, pitching breather to all my friends over the last few weeks since since i've been in that space at spadina and queen um and i could do it again but i'd much rather hear it from you can you tell everyone in toronto like why they have to get on breather right now and try out try out your spaces
1: yeah i mean i i, I think the spaces are going to be pretty full so so early on uh the it'll be hard to get bookings and that's sort of by design. But what the way you will eventually need breather is is it will become it will it will a space will open in your usual patterns of your day. So so it only under seldom like circumstances, like when you're traveling, will you use it and you'll be like, oh yeah, man, I'm really desperate and I need to get work done before presentation or something and you'll download the app and you'll use it for the first time. And this like perfect space will just be open in a building for you and you'll be able to use it and it'll be hopefully seamless if we've done our job properly. But the way that you'll become a regular user is that your usual patterns, you know, for me that's in the morning, I go get a cup of coffee Uh, Then I want to get a couple hours work done. Then I'm going to travel to the office. Like whatever your usual pattern is, is breather will uh, have a unit that opens or a few units that open within your usual patterns of your day. And and so it will become by its very nature, like the most productive space that you can get to for that time, whether that be once a week for therapists, because they need to meet with their clients or whether it's like. Like at the last minute after you leave, like a business breakfast, and you need to bang out some emails before you go uptown or something like that. So it's going to enter into your usual patterns and it's just going to become this really productive workspace for you. And what you're going to notice is that as time goes on, you'll get more and more trust in the entire network. And then each one of the spaces, you'll just be like, yeah, I can use any one of these. And then you're going to go to New York or you're going to go to San Francisco and you're going to be like, wow, there's 40 or 70 or 100 spaces on the map here. There's like five of them around me. So at any time, if I need this, I can trust Breather, and I can go to one of these spaces and get something done. And, uh, and that's really the way the space is designed to be. And so in Toronto, as we begin that, you're going to start to see the network develop. And, uh, and in time, they're just going to be completely everywhere.
0: Well, I can say that I personally validate every claim that you've made. I'm a happy user. Um, it's an amazing, amazing product. It's an amazing experience, too. So I highly rec- recommend everyone try it out. Do you have a, a special code or something that we can pass along to some of our listeners?
1: Yeah, for sure. We made one for this for this uh, for this podcast. So, steadfast cast. If you just type that as a coupon into the app or into the website, it'll give you some uh, free time or some uh, percentage off of uh, your first reservation, so you can try that.
0: That's so that that's amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Julian. This this has been an awesome. Continued success, and uh, I can't wait to see hundreds and hundreds of spaces pop up in Toronto, so I can you know drop off. As I walk to my next meeting, I'll, I'll stop on in each one and get a few hours of emails out. Um, thank you so much for,
1: for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks so much, Julian. Thanks
0: so much for tuning into the Cast. A special thank you goes out to our venue and tech sponsor, the DMZ at Ryerson University. If you're building a startup in Toronto, this is definitely a great place for you to be. Go to dmz.ryerson.ca, to check out what sort of programs they have available, and to get involved. And as always, if you're building a great product and looking for feedback from awesome testers and awesome users, get in touch. Go to steadfastbeta.com and shoot us a message. Thanks so much for joining us.